Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Dr. Michael Cummings is joining us live this morning, Vice Chair of Psychiatry for the University at Buffalo and Associate Medical Director at ECMC. Uh, Dr. Cummings, right off the top here, I want to start and ask you about that mass shooting yesterday in Kansas City, the shock and fear and vulnerability that so many people felt there, and really not just there, but here and elsewhere around the country. I mean, an event like this can deeply affect people, can it? Well, it really can. Um, you know, we talk so much about PTSD, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder and, and things that are triggering that. But, you know, you know, people expect to go to, to celebrations like this um, and be safe and enjoy things. And, and because of the shootings that we've had nationally, internationally, and unfortunately at home as well, um, you know, these can be huge triggers for people, bring up a lot of uh, thoughts and feelings that we've gone through with the tops um, tragedy and, and other things that we've dealt with as a community. So yeah, a very difficult and unfortunate time. I, it, that stress of maybe a large event, we've talked about it before. It's not something that's too uncommon. You know, people don't like being in crowds, but I'm wondering if that's more and more people now and, and for different reasons. Well, I think so. You know, I mean, in, again, everyone's different and everyone, you know, has different things that may trigger them or, or, or cause distress. Uh, but it's hard to wrap your head around, you know, the idea that you're going to something that's a celebration for your community, that you're going to enjoy, that, um, that you've been looking forward to all year. And, 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 you know, when something goes a little bit awry, we're, we're disappointed. But when you have just such a senseless loss of life and injury and how many people it affects, it just, you know, it, there's really not words to put to it. And we're not even 24 hours since that happened, but some people may not feel the effects from this for days, right? Well, really, so post-traumatic stress disorder, kind of a definition, really, doesn't occur until about a month after the, the inciting trauma. We have something called acute stress disorder, which, which many people have in, in, in something like this. And you, know, you have symptoms of irritability and nervousness and depression and anger and, and fear and all these things. And for most people, those things will subside um, over time. Post-traumatic stress disorder is something that happens afterwards where it really kind of consolidates and, and it affects your life uh, for a very long time, possibly forever. So, you know, it's one of those things that you just have to be on the lookout. And, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago, we would talk about post-traumatic stress disorder being something you had to experience yourself or uh, a very close loved one or family member had to experience. But 
in, in today's time of social media and everything else, really experiencing what we call vicarious trauma, experiencing it, watching other people experience it, watching it in the media, talking about it, which, of course, we will all be doing. Um, um, and, and given that it is both a tragedy and associated with sports, it will be on every aspect of media for, for, you know, for the next however long. Even seeing something that didn't directly affect you is enough to cause PTSD for some people. So people just need to be aware that if they're feeling distressed or having problems or struggling um, to reach out to their primary care providers, to, to you know, mental health professionals, to their church, to wherever they find support, um, because it's a very real thing and, and, and it will affect people. Um, certainly it has, but it will affect people who are just talking about it, not just not merely people who experienced it. Well, we originally had asked you to come on to talk about another type of stressor, and that can be seasonal affective disorder. And around here in Western New York, it's something we hear being talked about really every single year, especially around this time. When we mention this, I, is there a difference between people who just say, ah, you know, it's it's gloomy, it's, it's kind of miserable out there, just blah, or an actual disorder that's medically diagnosed? Yeah, there really is. So, I mean, we all talk about winter blues and what we went like the entire month with like no sunlight and things like that. But in fact, like the lack of sunlight is a very important feature of seasonal affective disorder. So seasonal affective disorder is essentially the same thing as major depression. About 21 million Americans a year will have an episode, will be diagnosed with major depression. Um, I mean, if they went and got diagnosed, they'll be suffering from it. Keep in mind that if you take all the disability from all heart disease and all cancer and combine it, it's less than that from major depression. So it's a really big, important thing for our country and our community. The difference between major depression and seasonal depression is not the severity, nor is it um, how we treat it for the most part. It's how it happens. So it tends to happen as the sunlight becomes less and less. People start feeling it around, you know, late, late fall. And it usually lasts four or five months and starts subsiding when the sunlight starts coming back up. It's about 10 million Americans uh, suffer from it every year. If you have it, you're likely to have it more years than not, maybe not every year. Um, And it can be quite debilitating. Changes in sleep, changes in appetite, um, feelings of guilt, hopelessness, helplessness, um, suicidal thoughts and feelings. And we do know it's related to the sun on some level because communities that are in the very far northern hemisphere or southern hemisphere where they have less sunlight. So, you know, Alaska, where they go six months without sunlight, it's much more common. Um, And some of the treatments involve exposure to sunlight, light therapy, and and traditional treatments that we would do for major depression as well. I was going to say, so people who are impacted by this or their life is impacted should do something about it. Absolutely. There's treatments for this. Um, and, And it's a little bit different than major depression, the fact that in major depression, some people will sleep more, some people will sleep less, some people's appetite will go up, some people's appetite will go down. This is almost looked at as kind of like an evolutionarily maladaptive form of hibernation for humans. Increased need for sleep, increased appetite, craving carbohydrates, often with weight gain. Um, but the treatments are, are very effective. And, and one of the first ones is just trying to get exposure to daylight and sunlight. And, you know, you have to balance that with risk of skin cancer and all those other things. But if it's a warm, sunny, well, Warm is probably the wrong word. If it's a sunny day out, you know, trying to get outside, getting exposure to light. There are light boxes and therapy lights that you can buy now. It used to be prohibitively expensive that you can now purchase on, on 
you know, the internet for $40, $50. And, and often you'll sit down in the morning and have these very bright lights kind of shine into your eyes from the side for 20, 30, 40 minutes can be very effective. Some evidence that vitamin D may help. And then more traditional therapies, psychotherapy, and occasionally medications. Um, but it's, a, it's an, a serious condition. It's not just, I'm sad. But we often miss it also because it tends to start right around the holidays. And we also, mm. you know, obviously there's all kinds of things that can happen during Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah and, and things like that, that that, you know, can cause distress to people. But this is a diagnosable, treatable psychiatric condition that we need to pay attention to. Well, Dr. Cummings, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Really do appreciate it. Dr. Michael Cummings, uh, Seasonal Affective Disorder and other things talking about this morning on WBEN. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 